Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the My Mike and I Late Night Sessions, episode four. I'm Noah Alvarez. Thanks for tuning in, folks. You could be anywhere doing anything when you're listening to me, Mike and I podcast, whether you, you are a relatively recent listener who stumbled across this podcast or you've been listening since day one, since I started this platform, shoot, since 2018, maybe 19 or so. I appreciate you for tuning in. As I mentioned, I'm Noah Alvarez. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, follow the podcast. If this is, if you are a returning listener, however, if you are new to the show, well, let this be a sample of what's to come here on my mic and I. I'm currently recording this on May 12th. It is now, well, it just actually hit midnight, so it's technically May 13th, Saturday, um, very late night. I started these sessions mainly because instead of, let's say, falling into temptation and doing things I probably shouldn't be doing with people I shouldn't be hanging out with, uh, I decided to just, you know, sometimes stay in, throw on the microphone and the laptop and just record. Get some ideas out there, and I feel like this is a more healthy way to do go about things. So, yeah, this is me trying to avoid getting into some trouble and saving some money. So, it's the 12th Friday going into Saturday, just past midnight. And a couple things I want to talk about. I want to be relatively quick. I know in the past few episodes I've said that, and then episodes will go like 40 plus minutes. I'm going to try my best to keep this one under 20. We'll see if I can do this. All right, hold me to it, hold me to it. So a few things I want to get to, uh, Lakers-Golden State Warriors series that just concluded today. Lakers came out victorious in Game 6, so they advanced to the Western Conference Finals where they take on the Denver Nuggets. I'll talk about some of my thoughts on the series and the playoffs as a whole. Um, I had a very, very busy week. kind of want to recap some things, but also how I felt coming home today. Um, last thought, last topic. My thoughts on why marriages have ended at such a high rate, why divorce rates are so high, not only in the United States, but just in the world nowadays, and um, a personal or a friend's experience um, that I'm not going to share too much information on, but definitely want to talk about a little bit, leave it very vague. And then obviously the song of the week and the existential thought of the week. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get into the first segment after this quick water break. All right, so as some of you may know, and for those who don't, I'm a big Boston Celtics fan. Don't ask me why, I just wanted to root against my dad, who was a big Lakers fan. I wasn't a big fan of Kobe growing up, although I did admire his style of play and how clutch he could be at times. I just wanted to be, I guess, I've always been a big counterculture person, right? So everyone's rooting for the Lakers here growing up in Southern California. Who's their rival? I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics. I really like Paul Pierce. Um, and this was back in like 2003, maybe 2004 when I started watching more actively. And then obviously 2008 happens. The Celtics go on a great run. They win the finals 2009, 2010, 2011. They're all great seasons with the big three. However, it's a, a short stint. It gets split up. But I'm still a Celtics fan, right? been a Celtics fan, not since, I want to say since the jump, but about since 2004, since I was like 10 years old and can remember watching basketball games. Um and I don't like the Lakers. I'm going to make that very clear from this viewpoint. Um, and while I don't like the Lakers, I also wasn't too fond of the Warriors once they became the Warriors that they are now. 
Um, not even about the Warriors that they are now, more so the Warriors that they were with Kevin Durant. Um, I'm actually very fond of Warrior fans, more so because I met a, a few diehard Warrior fans when I was living in Sacramento. A lot of kids go to Sacramento State from the Bay Area. And, you know, when I got to school there, it was 2015. So, yeah, the Warriors were good. They were relevant. They weren't there yet. They weren't this juggernaut that they are now or thought of now. And um, so I got to meet a lot of day one Warrior fans, fans of Monte Ellis, Steven Jackson, you know, the Matt Matt Barnes type teams, all those type of guys. They were fans of them. So I have much respect and love for them. And I like that while a lot of people view just as Kevin Durant, this one big signing that, you know, oh, they bought their team. They they just free agent signed. No, actually, they were a lot of homegrown talent players. They took chances on guys that other teams may have given up on, like Sean Livingston, Andre Godala in their first runs. And I just thought that was super, one, it was super smart moves by their GM and their front office being made. And so that's what built this dynasty. Anyways, I'm kind of rambling a little bit too much. Obviously, if you like basketball, you're going to know a little bit about the background. They played the Warriors in round two. The Warriors went to seven games with the Kings. The Lakers were able to take care of the Grizzlies in six games. I really didn't think the Lakers would beat the Grizzlies. Um, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of Lakers after the trade deadline. I watched a lot of Lakers. Not a lot, but I've watched uh, almost 10 games or so with, before the trade deadline when they still had Russell Westbrook and the chemistry was just off. They looked like a bad team. They weren't projected to make the playoffs at that time. And boom, they make a few trades. They get guys like Rui Achimura. They get Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, all kinds of players that have really stepped up and been contributing role players off the bench or sometimes in the starting lineup. And this Lakers team is very different than the last team I saw in you know early February before the deadline. So what I'm trying to get at is I really didn't think they were going to get past the Grizzlies. They did, kind of to my surprise. And then they're playing the Warriors. And I, it's interesting because I feel like as a sports fan, a basketball fan, someone who's played the sport and watched it for so long, I feel like I have a good gauge on things. And watching the late, the Warriors-King series, I was like, man, no matter who plays the Lakers, they're beating this that team. This team. These two teams play so fast. They shoot well. They score at high rates. Um... And I didn't really understand matchups. And I didn't understand the matchup havoc that somebody like Anthony Davis can create and how effective he can be when he's at his peak and why the Lakers traded for him in the first place and why so many teams wanted to trade for him when he was on the Pelicans. And really, I, I misjudged that Kings Warrior series so hard. Um, especially because I thought the Grizzlies were underhanded against the Lakers. So, you know, the Lakers, I didn't want to say they got lucky, but it felt like they caught a break. Obviously, they had the John Morant thing as well. It's like, are they playing a Warriors team on the roll? Experience, they just won the championship last year. Oh, shit, you know, they're going to run into the Warriors and be done. And sure enough, they weren't. They won game one to everyone's surprise, at least to my surprise. And, and honestly, you know, I don't like how arrogant and uh, a little bit, a little bit naive uh, sometimes and you know ignorant that Laker fans can be especially when you grow up around a bunch of them they're like oh War- Lakers in four Lakers in five Lakers in four and it's like no dude these are the reigning champions they're gonna have a lot of fight in them and they did however they just weren't able to execute things the same way especially because Anthony Davis in the middle of the paint was a huge problem and ultimately I think he was a huge reason why they won the series but they also got a lot of weird I don't want to say fluke because it's not a fluke, but these weird outlier games. And it feels like 
Again, I'm saying this as a basketball fan, not so much as a Laker hater. As someone who's watched this Laker Warrior series, it just feels like this team is on a special run. Every now and then, teams need a little bit of magic, a little bit of luck to really get to the championship or get close to the championship, and then not only that, win the championship. I felt like the Celtics had a lot of that last year in the postseason. Uh, I'm not too sure they have any more of that this year. Um, I also thought the Royals had that the year after they lost the World Series to the Giants. I actually thought that they had it those two years. And so there's certain teams that I feel like have magic um, during specific, specific runs. And I could go and list a bunch more. But besides the point, after watching this series, the Lakers definitely have some magic to them. Because guys like Austin Reeves, Rui Achimura, Malik Beasley. I don't think Malik Beasley so much in this series. But a guy like Lonnie Walker, who you know was drafted by the Spurs. Didn't really pan out too much. I mean, I know he started some games for the Spurs, but the Spurs were very uncompetitive at the time. It just seemed like he wasn't living up to his potential. I'm not saying he, you know, these couple games and the playoff appearances changes all that, but this is definitely he's showing more signs of life and you know positive play than he has, has ever in his career, which is definitely surprising, not just to Laker fans, but to NBA and basketball fans. And so good for the Lakers man I'll end it I'll end that thought with this all right I'll excuse me I'll end that thought with that as um I'm not going to be salty at least on this podcast any more salty than I already have been uh great for them that they've had these role players come up clutch I want to say the Nuggets are going to take care of business because I think the Nuggets are the better team however sometimes it's not the better team who wins it's the hotter team for whatever reason the Heat were the hotter team against the Milwaukee Bucks in round one, and they upset the one-seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Sometimes just that hotter team wins, and I feel like the Lakers have a lot of things going for them. The biggest thing, too, AD is definitely going to give a lot of one-on-one difficulty to Nikolai Jokic. And I also feel like Jokic, while he's improved every year defensively, he's still a huge liability, more so than even guys like Curry and Jordan Poole are for the Warriors. So I feel like Lakers, if they're smart, they'll definitely try and hunt Jokic in a lot of pick and rolls, try and get switch guards onto him, so on and so forth. So my initial thought is Lakers, excuse me, is Nuggets in seven. However, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lakers in seven. Dare I say Lakers even in six. And I feel like that's a big maturity step for me to even admit something like that on a podcast like this. So yeah, I think uh, that's what I'm leaning towards um, for this Lakers-Nuggets Western Conference Series. Uh, Sunday, the Celtics take on the Sixers. That's going to be a huge game. Uh, The Heat are awaiting them as they defeated the Knicks on Friday the 12th. It'll be exciting playoffs, man. I'm excited for the finish. Obviously, I love the Celtics. I think a Celtics-Lakers final would be epic. However, I'm not very confident in the Celtics team this year. I don't think they're going to get there. Uh, and if they do, I don't think they really stand much of a chance if the Lakers continue this hot streak. Whew, that was a lot. That was a lot. All right. Um, we're about 11 and a half minutes in. Let's switch things up to the busy, 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 busy week that I just had. <clears throat> Segment number two of my Mike and I late night sessions. Number four. Um, so obviously, it, I got home today. And today I was able to broadcast a game for a part-time job that I do. I, you know, sometimes call community college baseball games or community college sport games in general. 
Uh, I got to do a lot of ELAC basketball games this season. Didn't get to do any football, but now that it's playoffs for community college baseball teams and softball as well, but baseball is where I got the call, and Santa Ana College asked me to broadcast some games for them. I did two last weekend. I did uh, so far three this weekend, two on Thursday, one on Friday, and potentially, or one for sure Saturday, the 13th tomorrow, and then definitely, uh, if necessary, two games, um, because if Cyprus wins, they'll split the first two of the series. So anyways, besides the point, I did that this morning. That game started at uh, one, Uh, so I had work, got off pretty early, headed straight to the field. Jump right into a broadcast pretty much. The game was a little bit longer. Game ended around 4.20, almost 4.30. And then, um, you know, got home, changed real quick. I actually didn't even go home. I went to my, my, my mom's house, my mom's apartment, changed, um, you know, said hi to her and my sister for a very brief second. And then was on to my friend who was having a, a studio session slash like video shoot. Um, that he wants to do Um, he's a creative man he makes music makes really good music his name is anthony james shout out to anthony james i've had him on the my mike and i podcast if you go deep enough in the library you can find uh, my interview with him back and i want to say it was august or maybe september of 2020 maybe it was july could be july and um nonetheless you know me and him i feel like i've grown close since that interview uh, we do a couple things here and there, not super often, I'm not saying I see him every week, but he did ask me to be in his music video that he was shooting at the studio session, so I went straight from, you know, work to broadcasting a game, I'm pretty tired, I thought I was going to have more of a chance to rest, didn't, it was quick change, wash my face, go to the video shoot, video shoot was cool, um, we're watching basketball during the video shoot, and after the video shoot ends around 8 like hey let's go watch the rest of the laker warrior game so we go watch that at a sports bar um in in the city of orange not too far from where the video shoot was so uh, basically what i'm saying is i didn't get home to like 11 30 and i i was just by the time i actually got home and like parked i didn't even enter my the door yet but i had parked my car and i was so looking forward to it. i was almost like antsy i had this angst to get into bed already and fall asleep. And now it's funny that I'm saying that because I did end up making a little snack to eat and then recorded this podcast. So obviously I wasn't that uh, eager to sleep. But you know what I mean? Like it's just one of those days and I realized too when I went to go throw something away that was in my trunk, I still had something that I put in there Wednesday. And to a lot of people that may not seem like a big deal, but I am very good about cleaning things up as I go especially with my car my car is like my baby i try not to leave trash or anything that that in there that doesn't need to be in there at all times and so it also has been a while since i cleaned the car and i feel like i've been putting off some things and you know i feel like i've only showered once or twice maybe this week at my own place i've showered at my mom's a couple of times obviously wednesday was mexican mother's day so after practice i just went straight to hers um, thursday i was relatively busy calling two games and then, you know, it's just, it feels like I went from one thing to another, went to sleep, woke up, went from one thing to another to another, then went to sleep, went from one thing to another to another, and then fell asleep. And again, I love it. I love parts of it. But at the end of the day, I feel pretty exhausted. You know what I mean? It's 1215. I'm pretty tired. Um, obviously, like I said, not that tired to where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to record a podcast still. But um, 
I had definitely some big thoughts about a life where we aren't hustling all the time, where we have a little bit more time to enjoy things. I always talk about like, oh man, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a society, not so much a country, just a society where maybe we add another day of the week or we just, as the current way the league week is set up you know one day we just can't do anything like one day everything is closed from the targets the del tacos the liquor stores if you want something for that day you have to buy it before in advance everything just slowed down that doesn't mean you can't go drive or um i don't know but you can't go to like any place of business you can go to the beach but even the beach might be tricky right because then there's you know a lot of beaches have pay stations um, same thing with like if you're wanting to go hiking but i just feel like it's a day almost too where like maybe the internet's shut off maybe there's no the cell phone towers are off that day we just get to experience being human to its truest core and i know that <clears throat> might sound like something that goes into the existential thought of the week but i don't know it's just the thought that i had because i was so busy going from one thing to another to another to another to another and while I liked a lot of the things that I did, I also feel pretty tired. And I feel like um, if I had the choice in a perfect world, maybe I wouldn't be doing so many things. But I don't know. I say that out loud. And now I feel like, mm, I don't know if that's 100% true. Nonetheless, that's uh, segment number two. And we're going to head on to segment number three for this My Mike and I Late Night Sessions episode four. <clears throat> A reminder, I am Noah Alvarez. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you're listening on. Uh, segment three for today's episode, more just like a comment on a certain situation, right? So I have this friend, a friend that I've been pretty close with for a few years now. And they felt comfortable telling me about this sticky situation that they have, that they met somebody, um, they actually ran into them at a coffee shop, and he just decided to shoot a shot. Props to him, man. Definitely an irrational confidence type guy. And um, he meets this girl at the coffee shop. They hit things off. He gets her number. And they're actually like texting for about a week, he tells me. And this is off. He's not telling me as it happens, but he's telling me after the fact. And, you know, he wants to obviously see her again. So he asks her, you know, to take her on a date. And that's when she drops the bad news that she's married, that she's actually married. And as he's telling me the story for the first time, I'm kind of like, oh, shit, like, damn, like, you know, what you doing messing around with the married girl? He said he wasn't she wasn't wearing any rings or anything like that. Um, But she said she was still down to hang out, grab some coffee, maybe not call it a date, but a hangout session or something like that, because she was saying to him how she felt like her marriage was coming to an end. Now, obviously, this was a lot of heavy stuff being thrown at me for the first time, and I couldn't only imagine what my friend is feeling, but he says that there's a lot of chemistry between him and this girl, and they actually went to go on a couple coffee dates. They went hiking, uh, I believe it was last week, and they said, uh, or he said, and basically, the past month and a half or so, he's had mad feelings for this girl that he works with, or excuse me, that he met at the coffee shop, and who is married. And I think that's such a trip that even knowing all that he knows, he's still pursuing her. Because I was like, hey, man, what if you were in the other dude's shoes? Like, what if you were the husband in this case? Like, what if you eventually want to marry this girl? Like, wouldn't it feel shitty if, like, a dude knew that this girl was married and still pursued 
something anyways. And he just, he kept telling me, he's like, man, you don't understand. Like, there's a, an unspoken chemistry between them two. And maybe I don't get it, you know. Um, but he, he says it's almost like they're destined to be each other, to be with each other. Because they have that strong, strong of a pull. And everything just flows so perfectly. And it's it's very graceful. There's uh, there's obviously highs and lows, he says. And there's been arguments. not like everything has been perfect dandelions and roses. But... He really likes who he is when he's around her. And he tells me that she feels something similar. And it got me thinking. Again, this also could probably fit on the existential thought of the week. But it got me thinking as to why we hear that the divorce rates are higher than ever. That marriages are failing at higher rates than ever. Not just in my generation, but in... You know, just everyone in today's day and age. And not saying that, you know, all marriages are bound for divorce. No, I, I root for everyone of my friends and family members that are in healthy marriages. And I hope that you guys continue to, you know, be those good examples in society. But it does feel like every time those things get brought up, it does feel like there's low numbers. And I think about how technology, not so much just technology, but technology and our ability to travel and our ability to really just expand our circle has changed even in the last 30 years per se right we're in 2023 let's just think to 1993 right and 1993 there wasn't there was the internet but there wasn't the accessible internet that we have now back then you knew the people who you went to high school with if you got to go to college you knew the people who you went to college with people that you worked with um, and, and it didn't feel like you knew many more people outside of that. Obviously your family, maybe you know, friends of friends, but it, unless you actually like go to another area, let's just say, you know, someone who lives in Orange County, went to Orange County high school and went to Cal State Fullerton. There's very few people that you're going to meet outside of Orange County. Um, just by off chance, maybe sometimes at a night out, you and your buddies, you run into somebody that happens to be from out of state, but odds of that are, are slim and you're not you know having that i would say every week or so nowadays with social media and just our ability to fly and travel to different places at relatively affordable prices i think we have so much exposure to different people people that again 30 years ago shoot even go like 100 years ago would seem like such an exponential growth of the amount of people that we see and come across in our lives and you know, thinking about my friend and how the girl he met is married, you know, she probably thought, man, this is my husband and this is the person I'm going to end up with forever. And here comes this other guy. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking about ending my marriage for him. Um, whether I think it's right or wrong, whether I agree with his decision or not, I think her temptation is real because she just didn't know him. It's all about opportunity and who you come across in life. And sometimes you meet people later in life than you did at a younger age. And, you know, I think we're all going to change over time, right? I know I've changed. I'm 28 years old and I wasn't the same as 27-year-old Noah. I'm not isn't the same as 20-year-old Noah and I wasn't the same as 15-year-old Noah. So your wants and things are going to change and it it is somewhat, it gets tricky obviously when something like marriage happens at a young age because 
that decision really kind of stays with you their whole life. And, and whether you stay with that person or not, you know, this decision you made at a relatively young age or whenever you get married, right? Some people get married later in life, but I'm just saying for my friend's example, uh, the girl he likes got married relatively young. Uh, I think he said at 20 years old. So, you know, like, I, I don't know if her and her husband are currently at the same spot that they were at. They were married. When they first got married is what I meant. And so I just, the point of the being is there's too many people in this world and too many <laughs> access to too many people. And not saying that should be an excuse for people to cheat and lie and do shady things behind their significant other's backs. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I can see why marriages come to an end. I can see why divorce rates are so high. I don't know if us as humans are meant to come across with this many people in our lifetimes. And that's how I'll end that segment. <clears throat> so as we wrap things up, it's approaching the 25-minute mark. I promised that I'd keep this under 20. I already went over it by five minutes, so we'll keep this rather short. Song of the week. I like to do this with this new episode format. Song of the week is going to be Broken by the Lovely Band. I heard this song in a video game actually not too long ago. Uh, well, actually, it was a while back ago, at least like 10 years ago. I'm forgetting what game it was. I'm thinking MLB The Show. But I recently reheard it uh, again. It came on uh, the radio or some maybe like a playlist, someone who was playing on a speaker where I work. And I really like the chorus. Obviously, the title of the song is called Broken, but the chorus goes like this. I like that you're broken, broken like me. Maybe that makes me a fool. I like that you're lonely, lonely like me. I could be lonely with you. I met you late night. Oh, sorry. That was a chorus. <laughs> I could be lonely with you. And <laughs> that makes me feel some type of way because opening up a little bit here, I feel like I'm broken. I feel like I have a lot of baggage and things that I've carried with me since childhood. Um, but I also believe there's other people out there like that. And not saying that I have to or will end up with someone who has the similar upbringing. Um, but more so that I feel like a person who, and this is what I feel like, right? I believe that someone with a more harsh past might relate to somebody like me and might see themselves as broken, but... I also think while I am broken, I am actively trying to fix some of the parts of myself that are broken, um, some of the parts that I don't like. And so I think it's interesting. The song goes like that in the chorus. Um, two broken people, I think, don't make one whole person, but I think if they have the right intentions and the right work ethic and the right discipline, they can both help each other grow and that's what i got and thought of when i heard that song and the chorus so yeah that's the song of the week broken by the lovely band oh sorry broken by lovely the band that's uh, no spaces lovely the band and so yeah last thing before we wrap things up on my mic and i late night sessions number four hey man existential thought of the week you know we can't end the episode without one of these the existential thought of the week I'll lead with you, leave with you guys is not so much why. It's not a why is there no guidance. But 
maybe it's how is there not a bigger push for no guidance when it comes to the brown and black youth in the country. Not even so much just the black and brown. Let's not limit it to the brown and blacks. For the youth that grow up in lower socioeconomic areas, that grow up with uneducated parents, that grow up in broken homes, etc., etc. Um, because one thing I've seen a lot, I'm a substitute teacher, I go to different schools, I've met different kids, interacted with a lot, and I've worked with kids the past few years, so I, I've seen a lot of different things. I, I just feel like, specifically, a lot of the kids that I work with that are quote-unquote troublemakers, quote-unquote have bad grades, quote-unquote do bad things, hang around the wrong crowds, they just like guidance, man. I look at, especially like specifically Latino population, we work fucking hard. I doubt there's, not I doubt, I don't think there's a lot of groups of people that work harder than us. However, I think a lot of times we work hard aimlessly, aimlessly, aimlessly. Yeah, I think it's aimlessly. (laughs) And we don't have necessarily the best guidance. So we're working hard, but usually it's for somebody else, right? To complete somebody else's dream and not so much ourselves, our own dreams, not knowing what we want kind of still fitting the mold of what our parents wanted and following in their footsteps and so on and so forth. And obviously I bring up Latinos and Hispanics, but I I feel like that's just everyone in the lower socioeconomic community. Ha, I'm stumbling, so I think I should end this soon. But yeah, how is there not more of a push to guide this next generation? Whether it, it can't just be the schools, man. It can't just be schools and sports. It has to be other areas. We have to set up leadership camps and camps that teach the youth about their feelings and how to channel their strengths, work on their weaknesses, how to fucking face adversity. And I feel like that's a big thing I've struggled with with this generation of youth that I work with, with and coach with is just, man, sometimes a lot of these kids put their heads down when they face adversity. And it's like, man, you can't do that in life. You can't do that in life for sure. Like life is going to get way harder if you do that. And so that's the drum I want to bang to end the podcast. Again, thank you for tuning in. It's my Mike and I late night sessions episode four. I'm Noah Alvarez. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow the podcast. Um, I hadn't recorded in a couple weeks. I apologize for that. I wasn't, as I said, from the very beginning, I wasn't sure how consistent I was going to be, but I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I'm a very busy man, but I will make time to continue to make an effort to record episodes like these. And yeah, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your Mother's Day weekend. Tell your moms you love them and do something special for them. And with that, I will catch you guys next time. Deuces.